as you can see, well, first of all, let me let me be courteous and welcome you back to another episode of Shuffle and Repeat the podcast. I am your host, DJ Sir Daniel. I know it's been a second, but um, we are actually at the point of the year where we're pretty much at that point where we start doing retrospectives of 2017 and all that good stuff. The year has definitely flown by, guys. Do you realize that 2017 is almost over with? And in doing that, I looked over, I had a moment of reflection over the week, and um, it dawned on me that I had quite the creative harvest this past year. Even this podcast was like something that I gave birth to this year. And it made me think about all of you creatives out there um, that are familiar with those moments when you tap in to your source. And I'm surrounded by so many creative geniuses that I wanted to talk to a few of them um, about their source and how it influences their works. I know that I'm that I usually talk to DJs on this show, but DJs they are very creative people. But we also work with other creative people: photographers, writers, um, artists. You name it. We work with them. So what I'd like to do is I would like to introduce my very, very special guest to you today. Um, this person I've known for quite a while, but we're not going to go into how long I've known him and all his <laughs> his skeletons that are buried about wait, the wait, country. LaShawn D. Simon, nice to have you on the show. Say hello to everybody. Hello to everybody. Thank you so much. <laughs> See, I, I just need him to be obedient today. Also, and I'm so, so thrilled to have this next guest with us today because he came all the way from New York City just to do my podcast. That's major, y'all. Yeah. I would like to introduce to you guys Darius Amore. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for being here. And last but not least, we have a lady in our presence. So I need y'all to act right. Mm -mm. (laughs) But then again, I'm just playing. So... (laughs) Fonda Clayton is with us. How are you, Fonda? Fantastic. Great to be awesome. here. Awesome. I am so happy to have you guys here to talk about um, being a creative and being a spiritual creative, more so. And so, just to start off with there, what is your definition of being a spiritual creative? Fonda, go first. <laughs> <laughs> I see it cooking over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's time for the percolating. Mm-hmm. It's percolating. Okay, so what is a spiritual creative? Um, it is being led by your inspiration rather than your motivation. Um, I do this by meditating first and quieting my mind so that I can be downloaded and guided by what m- wants to be spoken by me and through me. Um, that's basically it. I mean, Michelle? I think for me, being a spiritual creative is letting that which is innate in you lead you. Um, I've come to realize as of recent, I've been surrounded by as well some very intriguing creative people who are finding purpose through that thing that is them, whether they are cooks, whether they're artists, whether they're writers. And so I think sometimes being a spiritual creative is being led or being driven by that which is at the core, the essence of who you are. Darius? Um, 
To be honest with you, I had been like kind of searching myself for what the definition of that even is, mm-hmm. and I was kind of lost for a minute, if I'm being honest. Um, but I thought about um, this passage in the Bible. It says, "Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks," and so I kind of applied that to everything. Out of the abundance of the heart, the hands draw the 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 person sings the person acts whatever whatever your gift your talent is it comes from your heart and you know for me i i wake up and i think about creating i wake up and i think about doing something different and it's in my heart and it literally comes out through all of my actions and what i do every day so and it's it's just something that when it comes to you just can't not do it right you can't yeah. not do it. It's it's in a, an addiction, if you must, yeah. if you will. And please let everybody know what exactly it is that you do. Darius, let's start with you. Um, well, I'm a photographer and a sketch artist and painter. So I do those three things. I do a whole lot of other stuff because I really believe as a creative, you don't just do one thing. But um, for the most part, those are the things I'm concentrating on right now. Nice. LaShawn. Well, most of the people who know me know that Mashawn's brand is being a preacher, a teacher, and a, uh, a preacher, teacher, writer, and a scholar. Um, yeah, so I, I think it all is sort of centered around that. I teach, I write, um, I preach, um, and as Fonda has dubbed me, I am a historian. Um, so there's that scholar component as well. Oh, so you were listening. <laughs> I'm always listening. Sometimes we know. Wait, 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 wait. So we're not going to turn that into that kind of show. You can tell we all love each other in here. Fonda, what is what is your your views? What do you create? Mm, I create. Hmm, I'm a teacher by nature. I love to teach in the kitchen. I love to teach people about their bodies. about the body's wisdom, about its truth, and how it's always speaking to us. And so I do that by touch, like I said, through food as well, but also teaching people that their pain is a message and that their life is always speaking to them and to um, follow the, the, the call. Because if you don't, then it gets louder and louder. It's, you know, like God knocks as a feather and then as a stone and then a brick. Then you get the side of a building. (laughs) It's your choice which one you want to answer to first. So showing people that they have everything that they need inside of them. And I do that through uh, cooking, life coaching, body work. Just, you know. You are an all around, just a, a renaissance woman. An accidental creative. An accidental creative. Yes. Okay, we're going to unpack that <laughs> a little bit. Let me jot that down. An accidental, accidental creative. creative. But you know what? You mentioned something earlier mm. about getting quiet. Mm-hmm. The Huffington Post released an article a while ago last year listing 18 things that highly creative people do differently. And one that stood out to me the most was that creatives take time for solitude. Yes. Oh my is gosh, that the case yes. for all of you? And what do you discover in your solitude, Darius? Uh, first of all, that, that self-care solitude time is like on the highest priority for me in in terms of my you know my creative life um during that time i'd like to have noise in the background which is most either music or like my favorite tv show or a documentary that involves somebody in create creative um and i put my phone on do not disturb and i just just zone out and you know i usually have a canvas in front of me or have my sketch pad in front of me or you know i'm editing a photo um but 
that it's really important. I'm so glad you brought that up because yeah. I didn't even think about that today. If I didn't have that, I would be bl- blocked up all the time, you know, from being creative. Because most of y'all know, well, Mashawn knows this. Whenever Mashawn and I talk, usually I'm in the car uh, when he calls me. Okay. And some of the time he's interrupting my quiet time <laughs> because no, and and that's, Note it. The and that's no dig. Out. It's not a dig, but. Um, that's where I find myself in the car just driving and I have these epiphanies like I know people might you know I, I'll just get this blank stare and then something will just flash in my head and I'll be like oh I gotta make that happen mm-hmm. or that's I have that to, download that's mm-hmm. the download you were speaking of yes, mm-hmm. yes. how do you get quiet Fonda every mm-hmm. morning when I have my, my buttered coconut coffee my mm. phone is always on do not disturb um I, I script and then I journal, right? So I script like, what do I want to see my day be? Yes. So like, so I start a statement like, if I could have it any way that I want it and I can and I am, what would I have? Rewind selector one more time, please. <laughs> one more time. for that. If I can have it the way that I want it, I can and I am, what would I choose? And you answer that question. And then I just let it free flow, write. I just write until I'm complete. Mm. And um, then I, I'm kind of pre-paving what I want to see, what I want to experience, who, I, who I'm choosing to be. Mm. Different than journaling, because I used to journal all the time. You know, like, I don't know if you guys know about The Artist's Way. Um, it's a book by Julia Cameron. Mm-hmm. She talks about taking yourself on a date and okay. you're supposed to do these three pages <clears throat> and you're basically you're getting out all the junk and the gunk that the mind does because the monkey mind is busy mm-hmm. and you got to so slow busy. it down. Absolutely. And so you write these three pages. But what I found was that I was uh, spinning the negative mm-hmm. versus really deciding what I wanted to do. So I was always in reactionary mm-hmm. mode. But scripting allows me to be like okay if i'm a creator and i am Mm -hmm. and i am i am made from source and i am then let me kind of act like that's true Mm. right now just for this moment right and do something intentional absolutely intentional i have i find myself like if i if i write it down Mm -hmm. more than likely it's going to get done Mm -hmm. and but you have to be intentional about it michonne how do you get quiet in in that solitude um my quiet moments have to be forced in a lot of ways and what i mean by that is um i recognize that i have become one of those people that is addicted to being busy Mm -hmm. i'm addicted to having stuff going on because um if i don't have something going on or if i don't have something to work towards then i feel like i am wasting or not existing um, and so my quiet times become these moments when internally I just feel like too much is happening or I've been too negative for too long or um, I'm not feeling fulfilled or I don't have that peace or I don't have that freedom. Um, what I've began to reconnect with is that my God speaks to me the most when I'm either in the shower or on a toilet um, because I am I have no choice but to be with myself mm-hmm. and be um Present. Uh, yes, yeah. present and centered in a different kind of way, which becomes very frustrating for someone who's a writer because I didn't have these revelations and I'm like, I need to write this down before I forget. Where my pen <laughs> right. <laughs> right, but I'm in the shower. So, 
Um, <laughs> write it on the steam in the mirror. <laughs> right. Um, and so what happens is sometimes you'll find a lot of puddles on the floor because I'm then jumping out of the shower and jotting it down. Mm. You know, there are erase boards that you could put in the shower just for that purpose. Mm, good idea. That's a very good idea. Do you ever feel guilty, though? Like, I've had moments where, like you said, we use the restroom and you, you start to feel that thing. And I'm like... Why am I having this feeling right now during this this moment? You know, why can't, why, I sh- why can't it be happening why, at some other time? Right, why can't it be happening some other time where I really set the time apart? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel guilty about that sometimes because I'm just like, I'm using the bathroom right now. This this isn't a, a beautiful moment. Uh, I should be but sitting But it is down. a beautiful moment. <laughs> hey, <you laughs> why can't it be a beautiful moment? I don't know. I was, just, I was just sharing. Like, sometimes I feel guilty about that. Like, I should really set aside the time specifically to my creative ideas to my process and you know force it as you say but i think a lot of us get wrapped up in what we think a creative looks like because the hollywood has told us you know that we all have to be carrie bradshaw sitting at a at a mac in front Mm -hmm. of a window look Mm -hmm. over from a brownstone in brooklyn Mm -hmm. you know it has to look a certain way and that's not necessarily true true because like you said inspiration comes when you least expect it when you now getting back to about getting quiet and feeling guilty for those of you that have significant others or even the important relationships in your life Mm -hmm. how have you been able to balance those moments where it's like i have to i have to pull away and be by myself and be still and not have whoever is in your life, whether it's a significant other or a friend, feel like they are being um, left out or, you know, being neglected. We've had to learn it. Um, And what's been intriguing is um, my now fiance has also started a business. Mm. Um, Prior to that, that was difficult because I would be like, I got to get this done or I got to write or I got to, I got to, I got to. Um, and sometimes he would come home and it would be like, well, what am I going to do? I guess I'll just sit and watch TV or mm. I'll play these video games. And then when he started talking about the possibility of starting this business, um, I was like, go for it. So what has been, happened is um, in the evenings when we come home, <clears throat> he'll be working on something. I may be working on something. We'll do dinner. We'll spend a little time together. And then we go our separate ways and work on whatever it is we need to work on. Um, at the same time, though, sometimes some of my quiet time gets interrupted because he'll be finished with a project before I will. Or, again, my quiet time tends to happen in the shower in the restroom, which is like right before bed. Um, and my fiance likes to watch TV mm-hmm. right before bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it becomes that that pull, that that tug of war almost um but i had to assist him in finding a desire or creative outlet so then i could then have my creative outlet and give him ownership of his thing and i have ownership of my thing cool fonda um well luckily um I'm married to a creative and he's also an entrepreneur so that worked out uh but because i work from home by the time he gets home, he thinks that that time is supposed to be his and only his. <laughs> um, what you mean it's not? I mean, you know, girl. <laughs> you had all day. We love you. <laughs> uh, and so that's, sometimes it's hard to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, luckily, I have, I have an office where I can close the door. And if I'm upstairs in the office, that means that work is being done. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm downstairs with the computer, 
then kind of, you know, it, it, it kind of ebbs and flows. Um, but because he gets those those same type of downloads in the way that I get them, like it doesn't necessarily always look the same, but I'm able to say, okay, I need to write now. Um, and I'm gonna go and do that. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like, all right, cool. You know, as long as he got something to eat, he, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever had that, like where that, that kind of tug that between push and pull. no yeah uh, simply because i i have a pretty good balance when it comes to you know my relationships um i'm single by the way no no marriage or fiancés over here but um, just friends you know for, for now yeah Yet. for now yeah mm -hmm. uh, but i've always been like you know i will make time for you and we're going to go all out mm -hmm. and but I, I have to do this. I have to finish this project and I'm going to go all out in this, you know, because when, you know, once you get started, you just, you get in your zone and you, you know, you, you can't have to follow it. Through. You have to follow you it all the way through. It. Yes. Um, but I'm like that too. When I'm dedicated, um, devoting my time to my friends and my family too. Yes. I'm, I'm like, we're we going all out. We're going right. to, we're going to stop here. We're going to go here and then we'll spend mm -hmm. all the time with you. You're getting all my energy right, right. now. But then when it's time to disconnect, and me go back into my layer of mm -hmm. you know creation then again the phone is on do not disturb and i think sometimes it comes down to understanding like mm -hmm. so like i said um with my fiance i mean there would be moments when we would be in Publix and i would have a revelation <coughs> and he would get frustrated but now that he has his own business and he has these download moments we can be in Publix. And he'll sort of get distracted and I'll be like, see, that's mm -hmm. what was happening mm -hmm. right. when I was having my moment. Right. And so it created this understanding. Right. Um, he still thinks that sometimes when I'm working on something or a sermon or something, I can just stop when he's ready to eat, which is not always the case. But he gets it now because he helping him tap into his creative juices helped him to see what I was going through and experiencing yeah. and it created a different level of support. And dating another or, or having a partner that's a creative mm -hmm. can really be a blessing, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. because you've got somebody who just gets it, gets it. you know, mm -hmm. they're not, they're not like, why are you doing that? Or, you know, it doesn't really matter why. Right. They just know you have to do mm -hmm. it. Right. And they allow you to do that. Mm -hmm. and, and oh go ahead, Fonda. And I'm having sorry. and and being um mindful enough to renegotiate with mm -hmm. yourself is mm -hmm. like sometimes like my eyes will pop open at three o'clock in the morning. It's just mm -hmm. like I gotta go get this out of my mm -hmm. head. I gotta and so he's like, Well, why are you up? I'm just like, you know why. <laughs> you know what this like, is. Son, you know what this is. That's right. Stop pretending <laughs> like you don't Come know what's son. Stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> And back to Darius and um, I know you say you're single now, but listen, Darius has a really big show coming up, mm -hmm. and let's be real about it. There are creative um, creatives that have groupies, creative groupies. So pretty much, that's gonna be coming your way oh, pretty at? soon. <laughs> Where they at though? Darius, do you have fans? I, 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 I listen. I, I could have sworn I saw something on my Twitter feed the other day. Somebody, uh -oh. it, I don't know if it was the Darius, this Darius, but it was like somebody said Darius is fine AF. Well, this is true. Uh, mm -hmm. These are lies and <laughs> fallacies, and I need to see. He looking like he used baby you oil. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you need receipts. But you know, in all seriousness, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. So what we're going to do is we're going to wrap up um, this segment and go take a break. But before we go to break, 
I want to read a quote to you guys, and when we come back, I want your reactions. The creative person sees the potential that actually does exist, though it may not be realized in the near future or even in this lifetime. The creative person sees beyond the physical dimension through his or her inner eye. Perhaps the creative person sees into the spiritual being where the complete, whole, and perfect being is not is not just becoming, but already is. Mm. Marinate on that. We'll be right back. This is Shuffle and Repeat, the podcast. I'm DJ Sir Daniel. Yeah, I got heavy on that ass Daddy, real quick. You know. but, but we'll be right back after this. <laughs> Hello, advertisers. It's DJ Sir Daniel. Thank you for listening to my show. Don't you love my voice? Well, it can be yours for an on-air spot just like this one. Email me at shuffleandrepeatpodcast at gmail.com. That's shuffleandrepeatpodcast at gmail.com for details on how you can get your own custom-made cotton candy sweet as gold live commercial spot. Let's get this money. Welcome back to Shuffle and Repeat, the podcast. I am your host, DJ Sir Daniel. And listen, guys, the conversations that are had off air is really what you want to hear. Like, we just had a moment here of negotiating for what you want, Hmm. which is something that I I think as a creative, and I can attest to this firsthand, is sometimes as a creative, I'm scared to ask for what I want or what I need, only because... Creative people are naturally um, fragile, uh, and, we're, and we're kind of fragile. We are our egos, and we'll talk about ego later. But a lot of times, we're we're scared because of rejection. I think the word is tender. Tender. Okay, so I will re- rephrase that. We are mm-hmm. tender, mm-hmm. sweet, sensitive spirits. How about that? Yeah, we'll go. We'll go. <laughs> <laughs> I defer to Fonda. I defer to Fonda. All right. So, so Darius, we're going to cheers on that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, indeed. And so, before we left the last segment, I read a quote to you guys. The creative person sees the potential that actually does exist, though it may not be realized in the near future or even in this lifetime. The creative person sees beyond the physical dimension through his or her inner eye. Perhaps the creative person sees into the spiritual being where the complete, whole, and perfect being is not just becoming, but already is. Reaction to that. First of all, who wrote that? Um, I found it. It's one of those things that I found online. As a matter of fact, I found it. Uh, I can't find it. Again. You can tell me later. I'll tell you later. But yeah, it's one of those things that I was looking up. There's a lot on being a spiritual creative out there. Mm. Mm. And so that was just one of the um, the articles that I found. But what are your reactions when you hear something like that? What, how does it speak to you? Um, that statement is so damn juicy for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. Because it speaks to the way that I approach every human being. Whether I am doing a, a blog post or a post on Facebook or interacting with someone sitting across from me. Um, in regular conversation, I see everyone as whole and complete, even if they don't see themselves as such. And I hold them in that place because I want people to rise and step into what we are here to do, 
which is to experience. I don't feel like we're here to learn anything. I mean, if we just came from source, the, the one that created us, the thing that breathes us, that we already have everything, that we come in having it. And I think that it's for us to take permission um, and turn up the volume of that which we're here to do, which is to love and experience. So that to me is like all the things. I'm processing. I think because I was listening to some of the stuff that Fonda was saying um, and reacting to her reaction to the quote and was like, hmm. Um, Partly because I I like what what Fonda is saying about um, we're not here to learn, but I think we are here to realize. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we aren't given the permission to realize what the source has for us and within us. And so sometimes our spiritual eyes become awakened through the process of, of our realization or of our re- becoming Man, connected like, to, um, reconnected to the source. <laughs> yeah. drop, drop the bombs. <laughs> But I also think at the same time, so I, I also reflect on where I am right now in my re-realizing uh, my creative spirit um, because I stepped away from the creative um, after submitting to a call because I thought it was a, a different something. Um, and we were talking about this during the break of um, sometimes we want to know. So we're given this revelation of where we are going or where someone is going, but we don't always get the how. And we want the how. And I think at one point in my life, I got so caught up in the how that I started taking certain steps, thinking that that was the way to get to what I had been revealed. Um, and would suggest that maybe I sort of got off track a little as a result of that. Um, but this quote sort of brings back that um, you don't have to know the how. Um, you just have to just be led by what internally mm-hmm. or essence is doing for you 100%. and enjoying the process of realizing um, because that is where you get the most. Mm-hmm. You so get the most reward. Following the breadcrumbs. Following the breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that is. That is what many of us are. are. <laughs> we're just we're, we connecting right here and right See, now. Like I mean, you know, that's what we do. Darius, what was your reaction when you heard the quote? I had two reactions. One, I was thinking about what you said when you said like talking about how you feel this pull to do something, mm-hmm. um, and you don't know why, you don't know how. You just you just need to do it. And the beautiful thing about when you actually start that process and start taking the steps to to achieve that thing and you start to see it happen you know and it becomes fully realized and you just kind of sit back and reflect like i didn't even know i could do that i didn't even know i was able to do that until i started to do it um and then it made me think about uh, me and photography um sometimes i don't think i've shot a traditional model in like five years and there's been times where I saw somebody and I was like, I'd really love to shoot you. I have, you know, an idea. And they're like, oh, I, you know, I can't, I, I can't do that. I, you know, I'm like, I see something. Mm-hmm. And I really need you in front of my camera in order to make it real. Mm-hmm. And 
it's something they can't see. It's something that they didn't realize was on the inside of them. But once all the pieces fall in place and the picture has been taken and the, the retouching has happened, the lighting is good and you show it back to them, they're like, how did you catch that, right. you know, out of out of me? And it's like, as a creative, I see things that you don't. Sure. And, and it makes perfect sense to me. It don't make sense to you, but it makes perfect sense to me. So those are the two things I got mm-hmm. out of that statement. And <clears throat> making sense out of nonsense is kind of what we do. Mm-hmm. It's what we, you know. It was, it was what we're called to do. And I think um, going back to our earlier conversation about um, people in our lives that other creatives that are in our lives uh, that we're partnered with, or you know, that are family. How important it is is it to find your creative tribe, your creative clique? Because I, you know, I can think of, you know, on one hand, like several people. Well, that's just not that's not one hand, but <laughs> <laughs> I can count off, rattle off names of people that are in my creative tribe that I can reach out to. Issa Issa Rae quote um, said something recently about we. I'll we're so used to it, doing yeah. um we're reaching wanting to up, reaching up mm. instead of reaching across right right and there's so many of you got the conversation we were having off air mm-hmm. with darius mm-hmm. about his event coming up on december 3rd at the blank cabins in um atlanta 321 nelson street hey, hey. southwest oh, so um, subtle. that was very wasn't that subtle <laughs> i like it um <laughs> him needing somebody like to to be in charge of the ambiance a DJ. Who is he sitting next to? I mean, a DJ. A DJ. Who is he sitting next to? The DJ. Yeah, you're her. But I'm saying, but we, back to, we don't, we have to be able to do that. Mm. And like, have you, is that important to you as well? Like, you know, I, it's important to me, but is it important to you to have that creative tribe? I would say, if I'm being completely honest, I haven't fully found the creative tribe, but okay. it's starting to form. Um, just in this, I was just in this conversation. Um, you know, when you had Prismatic, I was there because Chris had uh, a piece in the yes. show. Yes, but being there, Chris Barker, mm-hmm. Chris Barker, uh, another amazing creative. Um, I felt like I was surrounded by family, one hundred percent. And even, you know, greeting you and talking to you, I'm like, this is somebody that I can talk to, you know. Um, and something formed there because I started to um, I started to support your work and your vision. And now I have Chris and Chris and I have started to form a bond. And Chris is amazing. Like yes. he this man has has really pulled some of the elements of myself that I know. Then I've granted he he's he's a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a lot of personality. He's a so lot. Y'all. But it, it's such a balance yeah. with me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's that's my creative brother. Like nice. you know, and so my my tribe is is in the beginning stages because I didn't think I had anybody in my life that I could go to and be like, I'm thinking about this. What do you think about that? I d I didn't I didn't have anybody like that. But now that, you know, I have my brother and then we just pulled up the paperwork for Adrian to be <laughs> <laughs> Come on, contract. <laughs> we, well, you know, we just 
<laughs> sign on the dotted line. We just and went date. to the adoption agency for uh, for Adrian. You know, I, I see it forming because yeah. you, there has to be a comfort level too. Sure, Absolutely. you know, for you want to open up to your fellow creative and say what's going on in you know in your mind. So, minds is forming to answer your question. Good, nice, Lashawn. Yes, I I've been I was earlier in this day um, I was meeting with some individuals that I. Um, let them tell it um, because I wanted to know their story. I triggered a relationship for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, eh, I'm, I'm beginning to see something sort of happen. So one of the websites that I write for uh, is we, we profile women of a certain generation for the ways in which they've impacted the world. And what I began to realize is how I'm doing these stories about these women who are doing creative things. Mm-hmm. And as I'm thinking about um, how to tell their story I'm becoming more and more attracted to more and more creatives mm-hmm. um, it's really intriguing to be building connections with people who are just using that which is innate in them to have purpose so they have yes these day jobs but in and, you know I, I call them the Clark Kent's of, of the world because mm-hmm. you know once they've left their day job they're creating documentaries mm-hmm. and doing fashion and I'm yeah. like wow like this is amazing and because of the connection with them I'm seeing a different creative identity within myself in the ways in which I'm living out the same lives that they are living um, so yeah I, I don't know if I would call it a tribe um, because the relationships or the connections to each and of them are very different but it's very expansive so I think it's a diaspora mm-hmm. um, that I am finding myself connected to fancy okay. words. <laughs> words. wasn't that a Neiman Marcus word that you just dropped <laughs> so it's a five dollar word. Diaspora. Uh, I'm just saying. You know the scholar. Got wordsmiths at this Diaspora. table. I should not come behind well. here. <laughs> um, yes, I, I always believe in in having a tribe, uh, people that you can that that are on speed dial um, to get you out of your head, get you out of that monkey mind. Because left alone without adult supervision is very dangerous. But isn't it fun? No, <laughs> it is not fun. It's jungle not fun for me. Jungle gyms are fun. No, uh, no. Because you when you're asking, because you when you have a list for the list, or when you have you know like a you're asking why about the why, like it's just it's it's like Pandora's mm-hmm. box. Mm-hmm. So you know if I can call a Johnny, if I can call you, if I can call Tina if I can call these people to be like okay I've got this idea they don't try to talk me out of it mm-hmm. they want to hear more mm-hmm. right they want me to to say it they want me to t- to call a thing a thing mm-hmm. so that it could breathe mm-hmm. and and take wing it doesn't mean that I'm going to necessarily do that project all the way through but because I follow the breadcrumb then this other thing sparks off mm-hmm. and then that thing gets that thing happens it's mm. It's really good. It's it's amazing, and you mentioned our um, lead tribesman, yes. creative tribesman, um, yes. Johnny J. Ray Cornegay, <laughs> who is also the producer and engineer of this show. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. is quite the um, creative mm-hmm. tribesman, and mm-hmm. lots of ideas you better tell it. have come to fruition because of just say, hey, what do you think of this? Mm. And... Oh my goodness! Before you know it, in <laughs> that big, like in that big voice of his, you would he would have spilt um like sketched out a whole event for you in your life. 
I would have never thought that that was supposed to happen like that. But okay, I like where you're going with this. But right. that helps though. That helps right. somebody to. He's a battery pack. It's, it's a He's mastermind of, yeah. of sort. He yeah. is. He exactly. He is a battery pack. A like battery I've pack. said it on time, timeless occasions that he has put the battery in my back. And uh, the reason why we're here right now is because of our producer, Mr. J. Ray, Johnny Cornegay. So yes, round of applause. Let's hear round it for the boy. So great sound effect. Um, so we're gonna take a quick break. Um, Mashawn, you mentioned that you write for various news outlets. And um, I'm going to quote something to you. And when we come back, I want you to unpack it. Um, This is a quote from screenwriter William Kelly. And he says, Writing is holy. We are keepers of the flame. We sit down at our dulcimer, does one of those high, Mm -hmm. um, expensive words, dulcimer, and try to steal a little fire from heaven. We are keepers of the word. We must know the word, the proper words. We must know what words mean, and we must know if there's a better word, and we are keepers of the gate. We see darkness, and we try to light a candle. We try to be proper citizens of what we occupy. Think about that, and when we come back, in this era of fake news and short attention spans, Mm -mm. Are you even more charged up to create in this climate? That's for you, Michelle Simon. So when we come back, it's Shuffle and Repeat the podcast. We're talking about creative spirituality here. Yeah, I'm trying to blow some minds in. In your in in 2018, we want you to be at your best. And if you need to reference the show, please by all means do it. It's Shuffle and Repeat the podcast. I'm DJ Sir Daniel, and we'll be right back. This is DJ Sir Daniel. Thank you so much for listening to Shuffle and Repeat, the podcast. And right now, I want to talk to my business owners, you, the advertiser. This spot could be your own, very own, custom-made commercial spot. Let's talk about it. Email me at shuffleandrepeatpodcast at gmail.com. That's shuffleandrepeatpodcast at gmail.com. You can get your very own custom-made commercial on-air spot read live by me, DJ Sir Daniel. So let's talk about it. Now, let's get back to the show. Ah! Go ahead back in as soon as you that are ready. That was the only one I had for a long time. I had, I had the, little, the little one. I had the Nintendo system. Well, I, I wasn't that fancy. Yes, we're back. It's Shuffle and Repeat, the podcast. I'm your host, DJ Sir Daniel. Sometimes with creatives, they, they're all over the place. They're very playful. They make video game noises while you're trying to do your podcast. You know, that's, that's kind of the stuff that they do, but we love them. I love my round table Stop here. Mashawn D. Simon is here. Darius Amore is here. And Fonda Clayton is here. And Mashawn, the before we went to this last break, um, I read a, a quote from screenwriter William Kelly that writing is holy. We are keepers of the flame, meaning writers. We sit down at our dulcimer and try to steal a little fire from heaven. We are keepers of the word. We must know the word, the proper words. We must know the words. We must know what words mean, and we must know if there's a better word. And we are keepers of the gate. We see darkness, and we try to, to light a candle. We try to be 
proper citizens of what we occupy. Again, in this era of fake news and short attention spans, does that charge you up more to even create in this climate? Yes, um, but it's also a very heavy um, pressure or responsibility because I also recognize that in this climate, people want what they want and people also believe what they choose to believe. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's difficult to tell stories because I'm a storyteller. It's difficult to tell stories that people will care about or that the the media world right now is really concerned about traffic and hits and clicks. likes and clicks. Mm -hmm. Clickbait. Um, and yeah. sometimes the, the, the information that people need is not always the information they want. Mm -hmm. um, so, but at the same time, it creates this desire to do that, which is why I enjoy some of the writing that I'm doing um, because I'm exposing people to things that they would not normally be exposed to or, or sharing information that people would not normally seek after. Uh, but it's difficult because those who control the narrative control the mind and those who control the narrative control the history. Um, and there's a lot of history that we've lost because of who has controlled the narrative. Um, and so I try my best to be a part of the process of clearing things or clarifying things um, and not to worry too much about if it is or is not working. Um, because if I worry more about if it is or is not working, then my motivation gets lost. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I love the part where it says that they're gatekeepers. When I was in school, they told us we were gatekeepers. Um, and as somebody who um, is a is a fledgling biblical scholar, I see the ways in which even the texts in the Bible have controlled because of who controlled the narrative mm -hmm. and what's been lost as a result of that. And so controlling the narrative and trying to strike a balance in our lives and create a harmonious atmosphere is a constant battle. Mm -hmm. And Fonda, our minds and our bodies are constantly battling each other for supremacy. How do you create that harmonious atmosphere to allow the source to come through? Because that is that's your that's really your um, your gift as a massage therapist, someone who heals through touch. What a, you know? How do we do that on a daily basis? Like, if I can't afford to come lay on your table, what else can I do? Where you can you go? I mean, you know, I have a podcast. <laughs> I wrote a book. You know, um, um, but in all seriousness, uh, acknowledging right, mm -hmm. acknowledging that the body has a voice versus thinking that you're just what I call the bobblehead. Like a lot of us, um, uh, we're trained to think that we're only as worthy as we are smart. Hmm. Right? That's why I'm the accidental creative. Unpack that for me because there's nothing ac accidental about the gems that you drop. And we've known each other for a while. Yeah. And everybody that comes in contact with you, you know, we're all, we're changed. I'm not trying to gas you up or nothing. But you I know, mean, we can go right ahead. We got, <laughs> you know, we get a little changed by being around you. How is that accidental, though? Like, Well, because, you know, I was, I was trained as a pattern maker and a textile person. And I come by way of the fashion industry. Mm. And I uh, wanted to discover legacy and became a massage therapist. And now I'm a life coach. So, like, I have followed the breadcrumbs, which, you know, the whole path hasn't been revealed to me because God knows if 
if you would have told me that I'd be here, it would have scared the bejesus out of me. So I didn't, I couldn't know the how. But I thought when I was in, when I was at FIT studying pattern making, I didn't think that that was creative. Mm. Mm. You know, because it was about the 32nd of an inch. That's not creative. You know, um, so I, I put myself in this box and then I was just like, oh, I don't have to really be in the box. And so every person that I'm with through conversation, through coaching, etc., I'm just like, oh, I learn more about myself than than they than I do when I'm with them, which is which is always like this like wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. But I want to bring it back to what you were talking about, like the mind and the body. Right. right? We only think that we're the, our head. Right. And then that's where the ego lives. Mm. Like, and that's a crafty bitch. Yes, she is. <laughs> She's not as bad as tequila. Uh, She's well, no, tequila, tequila's great. Gin is a devil. Gin to make me sin. So, but once we can drop into our body, like if you think about the brain and the brain stem, right? They, mm -hmm. they, they swim in this thing called cerebral spinal fluid right. and this, this special juice that when we get hooked up to the to letting it go through the pattern right so then you're just like okay so i'm head all the way to the tail like there's more to me than just this brain and um it's hard to it's unpracticed right and also when people want to keep you in a box they don't want you to go there right but meditation visualization writing those are the things that allow us that oh there's more to me mm -hmm. you know and the and the act of writing i think we talked about that earlier in the conversation the act of writing slows the brain down so that the ego can't be like this ain't the way it's like oh wait a minute i have to just wait my turn oh, mm -hmm. okay and you could you could see how it how it works um and because i have worked on my self-talk because the self-talk is the most important thing mm -hmm. Because it looks normal, but I could be saying a whole bunch of stuff and teaching people like, you need to, you need to make sure that that lines up with the way that you would speak to someone that you really loved and you really respected. You wouldn't speak to them that way. Right. So it's not acceptable for you to speak to yourself that way. What I find to be into is I'm sitting here listening to Fonda and... I want to go back to something you said about fashion mm -hmm. and the 13th of the inch and the inch. You see people as patterns. So it makes oh, sense. Yes, it's true. It makes sense that you started out in Scholar, fashion. Yes, dear. <laughs> Tell me. It makes sense. You see people in the same way that you made clothes and that everything has its place. Everything has its purpose. The, the neck has to be a certain way. The zipper has to be a certain way. And you see people that way. You engage people that way. So it makes sense that you started out in fashion because the peoples are the patterns. And what you're doing is rather than creating clothing, you're making it more wearable. Can we get another Funk Master Flex I mean, bomb you know, over here? We're in the whole the two, entire world. The two of these right here, Michonne and, and Father, they he. do this when they get together. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little sickening it. sometimes. It's like the Siamese cats and um, Lady in the Tramp. <laughs> <laughs> the it's tails awesome. are moving together and pointing at each other. You know, it's crazy. But that was beautiful. That was that actually was. pretty dope. Thank you. I felt that, yeah. Chills. Um, Darius. <laughs> Chill, and bumps. So Chill bumps. Fonda brought up the ego. What's a lie that your ego to has told you in oh. this creative process? Oh, damn. My ego has told me. Uh, a lie that my ego has told me is that 
Uh, if I don't know how to do something, um, I could just learn, you know, in 10 minutes because it's easy. I don't need to perfect it. I don't need to learn the science behind it. I could just look at it and pick it up. Wow. And, you know, I could just do that myself, you know. And that's that's what a lot of us uh, mess up at. You know, we can see something and we can mimic it, but we don't know the science behind it. We don't know the reason behind it. Um, you know, you're somebody who studies something and they really know all the mechanics behind it and it's a passion for them we should probably trust them with with the vision um and to us to help us as well um but yeah i've gotten really caught up in my own ego like you know what i don't know how to do it but i'm gonna do it for myself i'm not gonna ask anybody for help i'm gonna watch a couple of youtube videos and i'll figure it out you know hmm. and four years later and it's not done you know <laughs> and then i'm i'm in a bad predicament and see i think I'm the opposite end of the spectrum where I'll see something and be like, oh, I really love doing that. Um, but my ego will say, but you know what? You're not um, you're not DJ JC. You're not Jazzy Joyce. There's no way that you could rock parties that you can cut and scratch. You can. There's just no way. First of all, you're old. That's another lie that's told, I told myself. First of all, you're too old. You waited this long. Mm -hmm. There's just no way that you can do it. And overcoming that, sometimes mm -hmm. I'll hear that mm -hmm. in my head, but oh, it's a, it's a struggle. It's a daily practice that you have to overcome that. And every time I get behind that table, it's, it's a, a declaration saying, ha ha, ego, I told you. Mm. you and know? what the universe does is every time the universe affirms you, so like we were talking earlier about why do I keep doing this? Stop. We were talking about the the part that you did for Ajamal and yeah. your anxiety, and then the universe gave you a moment to mm -hmm. say you you did it right. You got this. You got this. And that and there's lots of moments in your life, and I'm talking to you creatives out there listening to this right now. You have to watch for those. Listen for those moments. Because they will come to you, and they will tell you. Go ahead, Darren. I was going to say, too, uh, another, um, I would say, negative voice that I've heard is that the things that I put out won't be effective. They won't affect anyone. Mm -hmm. um, I remember a, a close friend of mine saying, I don't want to create images just to post them on the internet and let them be forgotten. And I was like, we do a lot of that. I, I do a lot of that where I post something, and I probably worked all night on it. And I posted them like, there we go. And then I get like two likes and I'm like, oh, I worked really hard on that, you know, and that's where the my 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 value of that work is in those likes. And that that part, there's a part of me that doesn't want to create something else because I'm haunted by those that ineffectiveness of what I just posted or what I just put out in the universe and didn't get much attention. And so that voice will haunt me like i said into my next project where i'm just like well you know the last time it didn't really work so i'm not gonna try mm. okay so two things i, I want to say one one is about um picking up speed and having momentum mm -hmm. right so when you pick up speed like like pretend you're a farmer a farmer just does not plant one you know thing of of corn mm. like it's it's you know the farmer he or she is put is making a lot of plants right and so you know there's sowing and then there's reaping right so it's just like 
when you plan your event, make sure you plan the next event. Yes, yes. So that you don't you don't have the time to let the grass grow underneath yes. your feet, and you don't the monkey mind is not just going and making mincemeat out of you. Yeah. Right. Because like it's it's really great at that. Mm-hmm. On the opposite side, I don't want to give ego a totally bad rap either, because it's there. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of times, like in a lot of, you know, like some religions like Buddhists, like they're trying to like do away with the ego. Well, if God put it there. Right. Mm. How can I pimp this yes. to my best ability? Right. Mm-hmm. And like, what's the voice of this ego? So right. for me, um, they, in certain uh, places, they call this your inner child. Right. My inner child, the one that is really was the boss of me before I put her in the back seat in her little car booster seat. <laughs> she was she was in the driver's seat and she was like sitting on top of like phone books. Y'all remember that? Yeah. I just totally dated myself. <laughs> and she 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 had she used a uh, a cane to like work the gears. Mm-hmm. And I was in the back seat somewhere. That's dangerous. Very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but like it gives you a visual, yeah. right? Absolutely. And so I was just like, okay, boo boo, like you need to come in the you need to get in the back seat. Now she will come out when I need her because she's five. And she's a boss. Mm. She's a goddamn boss. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. Like she, like when I need to pull her out and let her unleash the beast <coughs> and let people know I am not the one today mm. or yesterday. Mm. I let her go, and that's where ego is effective. But you have to, you have to be willing to have relationship with those pieces of you so that you become congruent. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, it's the enemy, and you want to push it away. Mm-hmm. It's just like, all right, boo-boo, I'm going to need you to go sit down. Mama got this. I got, I got this. Hmm. And she's like, oh, okay, well, hurry up. <laughs> like, Whatever. <laughs> right. And hurry up about it. Mm. So, <laughs> I love that. So, when we come back, we are going to, I want everybody to know about all the wonderful things that you guys are up to. And I also want to discuss the one thing that us creatives sometimes have a hard time wrestling with and that is getting paid our worth that should be a whole other show so when we come back we're going to talk about running me my money (laughs) (laughs) once i've given you services this is shuffle and repeat i'm dj sir daniel this is shuffle and repeat the podcast we'll be right back this is dj sir daniel and you are listening to the best damn podcast ever that's right shuffle and repeat the podcast and hey, business owners, advertisers, wouldn't you like to be a part of the show? You can. All you need to do is email me at shuffle and repeat podcast at gmail.com. That's shuffle and repeat podcast at gmail.com. And we can discuss how you can have your very own custom made commercial spot read by yours truly, DJ Sir Daniel. Come on, make that move. Let's do it. Shuffle and repeat the podcast. I am DJ Sir Daniel, and the conversation is blessed right now. It's very blessed. That's the one thing I can say about this. And um, I'm joined by Mashawn D. Simon, Darius Amore, and Fonda Clayton. Did I say that right? Of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I had a moment either, where I was like, way. am I? Because, you know, she has various aliases, so I have to be careful of which one. The fans one. are listening to Rude. this. Yeah, to, Why are you so loud? Are 
ass like that. I mean, they don't know who she is. They loud. don't know who that is. My bad. My bad. No. Jeez. Damn, promise Diego here. But where we. Look, are the promise we always run into with you. We, we can edit that in post. <laughs> no need. No need. But we were talking about. We're talking about being a creative and just the whole idea of us being tender people mm. and very wearing the heart, our hearts on our sleeves when it comes to our art, our professions, our craft. And something that we run into, all of us run into, is the point where we have to ask to be compensated. And what is that? Why do we find it so hard to demand what we deserve for our time and talent? Finally. I don't have a hard time with that at all. <laughs> How did you get to that point? Um, can't relate. Can't relate. Matter of fact, pay, pay me first. Otherwise, we're not doing no we're work. Not doing it. Do yeah. I owe you money for this interview? No. no oh, okay. No, gotcha. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be invoiced. <laughs> I'll be invoiced. And but by the way, I'm very thankful that uh, Fonda Clayton could join us because she's currently on a huge, massive press tour right this now. Is so. Not true. so <laughs> Uh, we, just, <laughs> we are very uh, blessed. I'm on you it. Are going, you're going to see her in other places, trust me. But no, continue. You How did I get to this place? Because yes. um, somebody right now is listening, trying to, you know, that. Okay, I'll tell you, I'll give, I'll offer myself as a sacrifice to the lamb. When I first started out DJing several, several years ago, mm-hmm. I literally would, people would ask me, how much do I want? And I would hem and haw, and before I hit enter or send on that email or text back, it was like an act of Congress running back in my mind, like how much, if I ask them, um, if I do this um, particular amount, they're going to think I'm crazy. They're going to laugh at me. They're going to they're, they're gonna tell you, well, you're not worth all that, you know, because nobody knows who you are. Mm-hmm. But then again... Guess who that was? That was my 10-year-old ego. That was a 10-year-old in my driver's seat. Mm-hmm. So. Good connection. Good, oh, not a good connection. Was, you See know, how you put that like that? Trying I mean. to put that in, in, the, in the universe. <laughs> so that, that's what happened to me. And I know that some of you are listening right now. Other DJs and other creatives have gone through that same exact thing. So, Fonda, you were about to tell us how you got to that point. Uh, receiving really good coaching, right? Um, I believe that, you know, every therapist should have a therapist. Mm. And if they mm. don't, then you should not be with them. Mm-hmm. And every coach should have a coach, right? So, um, you know, you, you work through those things, right? So every time you elevate to a certain point, there, there's a there's a threshold, right? So let's say my, my prices were $10. When, when I grow to $20, like, there's a thing that has to happen. But I tell you a funny story. Okay, so I'm like, like at this three-day seminar, and there's this guy named Ken Ford, who's a, a, a violinist. A very I mean, isn't he, he's a boss, he's, yeah. right? He's amazing. Mm-hmm. And his wife is Janelle Ford. Yes. The handbags, like, handcrafted handbags. Yes. Mm-hmm. They are, like, amazing, yes. right? Okay. So he's telling this story about how he uh, he lost his job, 
And his wife was just like, I need you to just go out there and do your violin full time. Mm. Like, go for it. Which is a huge thing. I mean, like, we, I mean, we can come back later and talk about that. Right. But anyway, um, the point is, is that he went out and he did it. But he said he had a band to pay. And so they, he never made more than like $1,000 amongst all of them. So he got okay. this phone call. I, I want to say somewhere in the Caribbean. Let's say it's St. Thomas. And the lady was just, he was just like, you know, I'm tired of playing small. I, you know, I want to do a bigger thing. And so the lady called him and he's like very laissez-faire. He's just, she's like, so, you know, how much do you want to, how much, what do you, what do you charge? And he's like, well, $10,000 plus all expenses paid and airfare and da da da. She's like, done. Mm. hold the press because that means that she she would have paid more yes yeah he said from that moment on he's he's charged that and above right and that's just to let you know uh, you the universe will meet you where you're at mm -hmm. and so I, so for me i'm just like okay if if spiritual principles are what they are and if if god wants me to have whatever it is that i want mm -hmm then why don't I just ask for it? What's the worst can happen? It could just not be that person to give me that. Right. You know, but Grant right. Cardone says, who has my money? Right. Like he gets up in the morning like, who has my yeah. money? It's just like, that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think a lot of ways, um, not to just jump in, but I think sometimes, especially as creators are concerned, there's this hesitance to ask for what we want because we're afraid that it ends there. Like, mm -hmm. if I tell these people I want $500, they won't hire me. Mm -hmm. And then nobody else will hire me. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I had to get to this point of recognizing that they're, I don't charge a whole lot for everybody. Like, uh, it, there's a scale. Mm -hmm. So, for mm -hmm. some people I write for, it may just be $100. For some people, it may be pro bono. For some, it's five, six. It's sometimes it's been a thousand. It just sort of depends on one, the relationship, two, what I think I already know about you, mm -hmm. um, and three, what your budget looks like. Um, but at the same time, there's a there's a certain amount of time and energy that I am giving of myself, billable hours, um, to produce that which you are asking of for me. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so I had to get to this point of saying, This is what I'm gonna ask for because for one I'm not about to sell myself short. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to take all of your money, but this is where I am. And either you want me or you don't. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, okay. But if I still believe that that which is innate in me comes from the source mm -hmm. and that it is my purpose, my creative purpose or my creative identity, then somebody else will come along and provide for Absolutely. me that which I am asked for. I had a preacher one night um, come up to me and say, um, you're going to get to a point in your career where you're going to ask for a certain dollar amount and the people are not going to flinch. Mm. And I was like, oh. Okay. okay. <laughs> when does this happen? What year? Because <laughs> right. um, I need to know right now. Right, right. Um, but it helped It helped ease some anxiety about the process. And I mean, there have been moments when people have asked me how much I would charge and I'll ask you, what is your budget? And then they'll come back and I'll say, well, this is what I'm willing to do. And I've never heard from them again. 
Um, but at which the, is which a blessing. Saved you time. Right. Yes. Saved you time and 100%. it's a blessing. Yes. But at the same time, um, like one of the websites I write for, Miss X Factor, they don't have a whole lot of money to pay me. But I am telling stories that are creating different kinds of relationships mm. that are connecting me to another kind of individuals who I don't know what the universe is going to do as a result of that. And so I have no problems writing for them for the amount that they can afford because somewhere down the line, I don't know how that benefits me or plays out or creates another opportunity for me and so i think as creatives we have to think about all of those pieces Mm. um what does this mean what is the purpose of this right now how does it lead to what's next and at the same time what am i worth um and what what will be the relationship or the connection with this individual who's asking for my services Mm. the the preacher that um put that in your spirit did he also say that there was a car I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> that I'm you not. couldn't drive. <laughs> Inside joke, y'all. Inside joke. But Darius, what has been your experience with um, getting compensated for your creativity? Um, I used to struggle with, you know, pricing my photography. Um, I've, I don't think I've ever really done... Uh, I've done commission work, but not necessarily paintings or sketches. Um, but I, I have a, a quick story. I, I had a friend... Uh, or an acquaintance who really wanted me to do photography for him and his family. Um, and so when he called, he said, you know, hey, I might need to use you for something. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, well, there's this other guy who charges this amount. Um, but he hasn't been doing it that long for him to have those prices. And I actually defended the other guy. I was like, you should probably go with him because at the end of the day, that's what he believes he's worth. And do you believe that his work is good? And he's like, yeah, I believe his work is amazing. I was like, then you need to hire this man. Right. Don't just, you know, hire me because I'm cheap. And I was like, how do you feel about, right. you know, my work? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, one thing you, you, you don't do is question somebody else's worth for their product. You know, um, so... To answer your question directly, uh, I don't have a problem with it now uh, because I feel like once somebody approaches me to work for them, um, the first thing I ask, have you seen my work? Mm. And they say, yeah, I've seen your work. And I lay them out. Well, great. I do this. I do that. I do this. It's almost like when you, well, how you should be when you enter a relationship. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. And they say, "Yeah, I'm, I'm all right." Well, let's go. Let's do it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people that will come for your product. They they will come to you specifically, and they, like like you said, they don't care how much it costs. They just want that thing that you have, right. and that makes me feel good about my prices because you came to me. You know. Right. So, and I, I think what I've always found myself frustrated with, um, <clears throat> as it pertains to people of color, sometimes listen. <laughs> Is oh boy. that I need that barely snow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Need a little shot. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I know people, we know some mutual people who are great creatives and they have several businesses. Mm-hmm. And somebody's always looking for this discount. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, especially for some of us who Ooh. are starting out, mm-hmm. like you you go over to Nike. Or you'll go over to wherever else and get and pay full price. Absolutely. But you want to come to me because you're my friend, or you're acquainted to me, or what have you, and you want a discount, not considering what what I have to also give or what my payout is yeah. for providing this service to you. Yeah. Sure. And I think sometimes that is the disadvantage of doing business with 
our people and particularly our friends because everybody wants you know the friends and family discount yeah and and i struggle sometimes Mm -hmm. with that because i'm like let them offer you the friends and family discount yes let me offer you a gift right and do not assume that it is yours. Right. It's because it's mine to give. Right. And I've never encountered that before I moved to the Atlanta area. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so what you trying to say? I just said it. <laughs> 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 because, you know, I, I'm... I say it when I mean, I I'm, I'm a licensed massage therapist in New York State and in Georgia. Okay. And I think it's like 18 years now. And... So I put in that sweat equity. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So um, none of my friends who are also massage therapists and body workers assume that there's going to be a discount. Mm. They want to, it pleases them to pay me what I've asked for Mm -hmm. because it feels good all the way around. Mm -hmm. It just feels amazing and abundant, right? And who doesn't want to feel abundant? But here there's this assumption of getting the hookup. It's just like, okay, um... When you go to work, do you work and not get paid? Do right. you, do you, do you ex- I mean, like car notes still have mm-hmm. to be, you know, paid. Mm-hmm. Does Absolutely. it look like I'm on a diet? Like I like to eat well. <laughs> and every day. <laughs> Three times a day. Three right. more. Snacks. All of that know, in between. All of that. And so it's just like, you know, there, there, there are these things. It's like, how much are you willing to put up with? Yeah. And if, you know, like, that's when I let the five-year-old go. Because she'd be like, nah, son, that's not even worth putting yeah. a bra on for. We're not doing it. <laughs> I've actually stopped negotiations. <laughs> like, if we get to the point where you're trying to get nickel and dime, nickel yes. and dime I'm like, you know what? I'm not. I'm probably not the person you want to work with, but I know exactly. some people that you might. That you know, here, here's a list of some other photographers um, that you might be. You know, and I'll cut it short. Um, you know, after that, and if they reach back out to me, then now, now the choice is mine to work with yes. them yes. or not. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Perfect. 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 Yeah. It. Same thing with DJing and DJs. Like I have an event coming up, and. Um, Jay Ray has suggested that I get another DJ to be on the bill. And, you know, money's a little tight because, and and I love the idea, but I would never approach a DJ, especially one that I respect, and and ask them to do something for free. 100%. If they offered it, hey, by all means, let's do mm-hmm. it. But I would never, because I know what it took to get mm-hmm. to that point mm-hmm. that they're at. And the mm-hmm. passion in which you do what you do. When we came in here earlier, I, Darius and I were talking before, and I was like, "Yeah, you, we're creatives. We we're kind of special." And I mean, and when I say special, I do mean short bus special in a little <laughs> way, because you have to be kind of yeah, you too, Michonne. Yeah, you have to kind of be in order to to do what we do, okay. and and all, and sometimes go in debt. Yes. Um, have your your person your personality your reputation sometimes be targeted? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and or we open ourselves up yes. for personal attack for yeah. attacks. Sure. And so we, you know, you don't do that just for nothing. You do that because it is a passion. It's yeah. a passion of yours, and uh, folks are going to respect us. So we're about to wrap up, mm-hmm. but I want Darius Amore to tell us about this exhibit that's coming up. And, you know, why the people, the party people out there listening need to be there? 
Okay. Aside from me being the DJ for that evening as well. <laughs> this is exclusive. You as just a, heard it there. Aside, ah. aside from uh, Sir Daniel on the ones and twos. Um, so uh, my event is called Power Art Show. And um, I can tell you two things about the show. Um, Power Art Show. The reason why it's called Power Art Show because uh, I believe that God gives us all powers, talents, abilities, whatever you want to call them. And at some point in my life, I felt like I lost my power. Mm-hmm. I gave it away. I, you know, I put it in a box. I shoved it underneath the bed. Whatever I did, I lost it for a while. And this show is about me getting it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show is about me pushing myself forward and really putting my talents on display and using my voice for something good. Um, and then also, when I think about power, um, I think about superheroes. Well, we all are superheroes in some way, but you're superpowers or abilities are not effective unless they affect somebody else um so my show is about inspiring other people um to create their own lane to create their own passion projects uh to paint to draw to sing no matter what age you are like just start Mm. start somewhere um and uh as you said earlier, it's at the uh, the blank canvas ATL, um, and the show is filled with um, a variety of things: my photography, my fine art sketches, my paintings, uh, things I've been working on all year to make extra special. Um, and I really hope that everybody's gonna love it. Three two one Nelson Street, Southwest Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. Um, do you have a website, or how can people? First of all, get to know you and get in contact with you and find out more information. Um, of course, I'm on Instagram um, and Twitter pr- promoting the show. Uh, Darius More. Should I spell it? Please spell it. Um, I listen to people do this all the time, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know why I asked. Uh, so it's D A R I U S A M O R E. Um, and that's pretty much everywhere. Um, and then DariusMore.com. Um, where I have um, my work there and I'll be promoting the show there as well um, and just come like just <laughs> bring your auntie bring your cousins it's a an open gallery um, so you can just show up there's no RSVP there's no cover to get in I'm covering everything because I definitely believe that art should be enjoyable at least this one time you know <laughs> at least this one time you should just come in stress-free have a cupcake and a glass of wine and you know get into some art um so yeah i'm looking forward to that fonda clayton please tell the people how they can reach you uh fondaclayton.com everywhere i am fonda clayton and on the twitter i am mindful fonda (laughs) on the what what was that again (laughs) (laughs) the mindful fonda Fonda. okay gotcha Mm -hmm. And do you have anything coming up that we need? Because you mentioned in passing a book. Um, well, yeah, I, w- I wrote a little book called Stop Giving Your Power Away. It was an Amazon um, bestseller. And uh, I, yeah, I know. We're so sympathetical. Yes. I felt that. Yes. You- okay. it's, it's all about personal power. Wow. So the book primarily is about uh, helping women use their voice and turn up the volume for themselves. And it's usually things that are going on in the downer regions and taking that power back. Hmm. The downer region. Oh, you know what she's saying. Don't add. 
You mean the down there regions? Because it's not a downer. It's an upper, actually. It is definitely an upper. <laughs> it's not a Debbie Downer. Power. It's not a Debbie Downer at all. It's power with a capital P. Uh, yes. <laughs> and That's again, good. That's the name of the next for book. the people the website. FondaClayton.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. And Mr. Simon. Power with a capital P is your next book. Mm-hmm. Mm, I like see? it. Mm. All these gems. Come mm. on. I like that. I'm glad it's being taped. Uh, mm-hmm. Um so you can find me. <laughs> Should have bought a Honda. Go ahead. Make my wig come over. I love it. Um you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and I believe Facebook as Elder Madosi. Um or Mashaun D. Simon. And my website is mashandesimon.com. M-A-S-H-A-U-N-D-S-I-M-O-N.com. I want to thank you each for being here on this show and making it extra special. This I really appreciate y'all. Yeah, and, um, and I really appreciate everyone for listening. Um, you know, there's more to come. Uh, 2018 is going to be just super dope all around. Wait, 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 wait. Don't you have an event coming uh, up? Yeah, you do. I certainly eight. do. On I'm the, like, wait a so minute. At, on the third, um, when you go to Darius's uh, event, that following Friday is when you can come back to 321 Nelson Street, Southwest in Atlanta, at the blank canvas. And be a part of, you ready for this, Fonda? Mm. The New Jack Jingle Jam and Toy Drive. Again, that's the New Jack Jingle. (laughs) I messed up just now. But the New Jack Jingle Toy Drive. You haven't seen the images? Oh, oh, I'll show you later. Yeah, listen, if you love 90s music, if you're a fan of New Jack Swing, please come out and um, you're also supporting... Um, some youth that will be affected by getting toys because I'm asking people to oh, if you bring a toy you get in for half the admission price enjoy the music there's going to be other surprises there I'm so thankful to be partnered with uh, Michelle Dawes Britt with Real Chicks Rock I'm being interviewed by her tomorrow see what I'm saying uh, on your press junket so busy. tour so busy and booked <laughs> But yes, um, and it's going to be a fun time. You know, if you're listening to me right now, so you know how to find me, thesirdaniel.com or DJ Sir Daniel everywhere else. But please come on out. We're going to have a very a rocking time. And it's a great way to celebrate the holidays in a grown and festive manner. Thank you once again for listening to Shuffle and Repeat, the podcast. So much more is on the way. Just keep, I'm telling you, keep looking at your boy. Your boy is bringing you more stuff coming, okay? Thank you so much. That's been it, and I'll see you on the next go-round. Yay! That was fun. Did I sound tipsy at any point? No. Mm-hmm. Because the Bailey's. <laughs> <laughs> the Bailey's. The Bailey's got your boy feeling things. Tap it.